It's another Wednesday, meaning another episode of our WeatherWise podcast here at 47 ABC News in Salisbury, Maryland. We are three episodes in to our second season. We started our podcast in right around February, March of 2020, and here we go again into 2021, almost uh, getting up close to a year of doing our podcast. So here we are in our second season. And I am Chief Meteorologist Daniel Johnson, and today I am alongside... I'm Meteorologist Ulysses Garcia. All right, Ulysses is calling in from home, and we have an important topic to talk about. I know our first podcast of the new year, 2021, was all about 2020. We wrapped it up, Sloan Haynes and myself, one of our other meteorologists, we wrapped that up for everyone and did a review of 2020. However, our latest episode... We do want to mention 2020 again and make this uh, a special edition of another update to the year of 2020. I know I promised we would wrap it up in a box, throw it in the water, get rid of 2020. But we just had some breaking news, right, Ulysses, with uh, NOAA just releasing some information on 2020. And you want to break that news to everyone? So, yeah. So, according to NOAA, 2020 was the second warmest year on record. So what we're going to be talking about on this podcast is we're going to take it more on a global scale. Um, and I know, like Daniel mentioned before, they, the, that podcast a few weeks ago was more of a local scale. So we're not really going to be focusing too much on Del Marva here. We're going to be talking about the whole planet in general and talk about that warmth and other records that happened uh, in the climate world in 2020. Right, so that is the, the, the latest news here, and um, second warmest year ever recorded. Again, I feel like we're a broken record, right? We've been kind of talking about, oh, here we go, another warm record year. Every single year, we've been doing that, and that's actually because we have had record-breaking warmth for at least the past seven years in terms of the, the breaking the record warmest, but we've had, since 2005, we've had record-breaking warm years, right? It's been pretty pretty interesting uh, seeing globally as a whole climate change occurring. No, yes, absolutely. Definitely 20, uh, you know, we continue the, the stretch, um, especially over the last couple of years where it's been a lot more pronounced. And also the fact that it was the second warmest year on record in 2020, but ironically, the second warmest year before that was just the year prior, which was 2019. So 2019, it just gave up the spot and moved down to third. Um, so I just wanted to mention that there. Now, if you're curious about 2020, it was 1.76 degrees Fahrenheit above average or just point or four hundredths of a degree Fahrenheit from the record set back in 2016. Right, so 2016 is the all-time record for warmest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I just mentioned it, you know, a couple seconds ago that we've been calculating these warmest years on record for a while. So this is the seventh year in a row, right, where we've broken some record-breaking years. Um, and that started in 2014 in terms of breaking, you know, the warmest years taking place. So each year has seemed to become the warmest 
and then it bumps down an, a different year. Uh, but 2016 still holds that title. But even since 2016, we've been, you know, seeing records in terms of, you know, top 10 warmest, you know, years ever recorded. And when you just break, when you break apart the globe and you just look at the northern hemisphere, that had the warmest year on record. So 2020 was actually the warmest for the northern hemisphere. And of course, that includes Delmarva. Now, of course, Delmarva is a localized area. I'm talking north, northern hemisphere altogether had its record warmest year ever recorded. So pretty interesting. Yes. Yes, the northern hemisphere was its warmest record, 2.3 degrees above the 20th century average. So uh, definitely the northern hemisphere, it was hot uh, when it comes to 2020. And then also the continents of Asia and Europe were also had their warmest year on record in 2020 as well. So that also explains why the northern hemisphere had its warmest record. When you have two of the continents at their hottest, that definitely adds to the equation of having the hottest year over the northern half of the globe. Right, and I know a lot of snow lovers like myself have been complaining or probably annoying, always talking about snow and how we didn't have a lot of it in 2020. Well, the northern hemisphere as a whole did not have a lot of snow in 2020. So the northern hemisphere had its fourth smallest coverage of snow cover when it comes to uh, snow cover, it was 9.3 million square miles, and that is well below um, its average. So snow was sparse across our area and the northern hemisphere as a whole. And it wasn't just snow cover that was sparse. We're going to get into, you know, we're going to talk about ice coverage as well in the Arctic and the Antarctic. Um, but 2020 also tied a record for tropical systems. So we had a very active tropical season i mean it was the most active hurricane season on record right yes when it comes to name storms so right um so so keep in mind that we have different basins across the world so you know i know we, obviously because we live on delmarva we focus a, you know primarily on the atlantic but keep in mind there's other um basins around the world and they also have different names uh, i know we've mentioned this in earlier podcasts like typhoons uh, cyclones, those are other names used other other parts of the world, but technically are the exact same thing. But yes, it was 103 named storms across the globe, and that tied the record set back in 2018. So when it comes to named storms, so this is pretty much the equivalency of tropical storm uh, strength across the globe. So 103 named storms at least made their way to a tropical storm um, like criteria. Now, despite the 103 named storms, when it comes to hurricane strength or major major hurricane strength like tropical cyclones, it was actually pretty close to average. It was only 45 hurricane strength and 21 uh, major hurricane strength. But still, the 103 named storms definitely uh, popped out, especially with the Atlantic Basin having a new record in 2020 with 30 name storms and so many of those especially taking place um, during the month of September and into October and into November. Yeah and what what is one important ingredient that tropical systems need to thrive? What is their fuel? And that is warm ocean temperatures, right Ulysses? And not only did we have a record-breaking warm year 
in terms of air temperature. We had bre breaking records in terms of actual sea surface temperatures across the globe. So ocean temperatures were very warm in 2020. Now, it wasn't the, the highest ever on record. It wasn't the second warmest ever on record, but it was the third warmest uh, sea surface temperatures across the globe on record at 1.37 degrees Fahrenheit above the average. So only 2016, which ended up being the warmest year on record for air temperature, and 2019 had warmer ocean temperatures. And we've had some pretty active hurricane seasons lately for across the Atlantic and other basins that Ulysses mentioned. But to see global sea surface temperatures also climbing well above average, this is what scientists have been talking about with these above average temperatures, not only for the air temperature, but our ocean temperatures. With everything warming, the climate is changing and we are seeing these storms become a little bit stronger. Uh, we're not necessarily always seeing record-breaking number of storms every year, but when we do get these storms, they, they, seem to be being, they seem to get stronger or at least more intense. And these individual tropical storms break records too. And we saw that uh, in 2020 and even in recent years. No, yes, um, absolutely, Daniel. Definitely the fact, I mean, we, we've talked about it on earlier podcasts. We talked about how the fact that the warmer waters are just allowing these systems to grow, but also grow at a quicker pace. I mean, we've had a lot of storms over there just rapidly, uh, rapid intensification. So the fact that these storms, um, you know, you can, go to, you, can, um, you can go to work one morning and it's a tropical storm, but by the time you go to bed, it's already becoming a major hurricane. And, and that's just how it's been, uh, especially in 2020, especially for a lot of these tropical systems. And especially at times like October and November when usually things are quieting down, um, especially with those storms that we had once we entered the Greek alphabet. Though some of those storms were definitely some eye-poppers when it comes to just how they intensified so fast, especially that late into the season. Um, and definitely, like Daniel mentioned, the water temperatures um, definitely aiding that. Also, the fact that at least here in the Atlantic, we also had the influence of La Nina. Uh, that's also one contributing factor to the intense season as well. Um, so I just wanted to add a little bit more to that. And I don't know if you remember this, Ulysses, but in January of 2020, so one year ago, do you remember Australia and how they had that the crazy wildfires across that country? Uh, Australia, yeah. they had so many fires. So January of 2020, I mean, that's midsummer for the most part uh, for the Southern Hemisphere. And Australia was hit hard uh, by those deadly wildfires. I remember seeing footage of uh, those poor koala bears uh, getting caught in the fires and people rescuing them and so many people losing their homes. And then later in 2020, the United States had a lot of wildfire problems out west. And uh, we had a lot of those problems in 2020, and again, we can contribute that to the warmer than normal temperatures uh, during the summer months for both the North and the Southern Hemisphere. No, yeah, absolutely, definitely California. I know, I know we talked about it because, you know, we're, we're weather, you know, we're meteorologists, but the fact that it was so hot at one point with the wildfires, the National Weather Service issued a tornado warning. I remember, you remember this, it was a fire NATO. Yes. Um, during those fires in California. Um, also, the fact that um, I'm also reading up on here, um, Death Valley hit 130 degrees uh, back in August 16th, and according to the information here, if verified, this would actually be the warmest August temperature on record, 
in the United States and third warmest temperature for any month across the nation. So it, it definitely got hot um, in the United States, had its four, fifth warmest year nationally, but definitely the fact that Death Valley hit 130 degrees and the fact that obviously with all the, the wildfires that were happening throughout the summer months, that definitely allowed for that heat to really just expand. It was definitely a really unfortunate situation going on um, in the Southwest and into even part, extending even parts of Washington, Oregon during the summer months, especially with everything that's going on with, uh, with COVID and everything. Yeah, it, it was a tough year for sure, 2020, and, and now getting this news that it is, you know, second warmest year ever recorded globally when it comes to temperature. And I remember Delmarva, we had a pretty, a pretty hot summer here, and we actually broke a record on Delmarva with uh, this summer being the fourth warmest summer on record locally. Uh, so we had a lot of breaking, uh, record-breaking warmth in terms of the seasons and uh, during the months as well. Globally, December of 2020 uh, ended up being very warm across the globe for the land and ocean temperatures. So uh, again, it was the eighth warmest December for the entire globe. So top 10 for December. So a lot of records and unfortunately we don't see much of that changing, right? You know, scientists are very confident that climate change is real. We're gonna continue to see this, um, you know, global change and this increase in temperature across the globe. That doesn't mean you're never gonna see snow again. That doesn't mean, um, you know, hurricanes are gonna be dangerous every year. It just means the chances are going up to see these more extreme weather events, right? Yes, absolutely. Definitely the, the chances for more extreme weather, um, you know, so like Daniel mentioned, the fact that, you know, we're, there's still going to be snow across the country. It just means that there's even a better chance for stronger systems. Um, it doesn't have to be tropical. It could be even stronger blizzards, uh, you know, stronger other events, uh, you know, severe weather sure. events, uh, you know, yeah. when it comes to tornadoes um, and, you know, da uh, you know, just regular severe thunderstorms as well. Right. And I don't know if you wanted to touch base a little bit. I did want to let everyone know that Ulysses actually wrote a weather blog on this uh, 2020, uh, the topic we're talking about today in our podcast. He wrote it uh, earlier in the week about how we've had this record-breaking season. And I'm looking at your article right now. And if you wanted to touch base a little bit on the Antarctic sea ice, uh, because we saw that decreasing as well. Uh, in terms of, well, I guess some of the ice. It depends on where you where you were looking, in terms of whether it was near average or below average. So yeah, so the Antarctic sea ice um, as a whole was actually near average when it comes to its melting season. However, um, it did record its smallest extent within the top within the top ten for the months of January and July, respectively. So. When you think about that, it means it had its smallest area within the top 10 for January and July. So with the Southern Hemisphere, January would be summer, and July would actually be winter. So um, that's pretty much when it comes to the Antarctic, when it comes to um, the sea ice extent there. Um, definitely a lot more of a concerning issue with what's happening in the, um, in the Arctic, if you want to talk about that, Daniel. So, yeah, so what you were saying is, so for Antarctic ice, for both the northern and southern hemisphere, during their summer months, 
they reached top 10 in terms of the smallest amount of ice coverage, right? Correct. Got it. Wow. Um, yeah, and the Arctic ice uh, had similar impacts in terms of, you know, not having a lot of it. So the Arctic sea ice actually had its second smallest minimum extent during the melting season, uh, combined with its 11th smallest maximum extent during the growing season. So during its warm season months, it did not have a lot of ice, and even in its cold season months, it didn't have as much ice as it normally does. So we're noticing a lot of ice melt across the globe, snow melt across the globe as well. And, you know, this is just more change that we see due to climate change. And that's why they call it climate change, because the climate as a whole across the globe seems to be changing and we're noticing it. It's not like this is something we're making up. There are scientists all over seeing this data and releasing it and we all see it too so we're here to do the podcast and to get that information out to everyone absolutely definitely um a concerning issue and definitely the fact that um especially in the arctic where it's you know it's just becoming more of a concern because the arctic is different than the antarctic because the arctic is actually an ocean there's no land there so that means that the warmer waters from the atlantic and the pacific they drive their way towards the north and that's also allowing for that sea ice not grow as much when it comes to the winter months, but it's also aiding on the melting process as it goes into the summer months. And, and uh, looking at some of the information here, the months of July and October actually had a record low extent in the Arctic. And that's pretty much summer into fall. So um, definitely that, like I mentioned before, that just that warming water that's making its way from the equator it's definitely pushing further up towards the north and now going into the arctic ocean as well that's right so again globally 2020 the second warmest year on record salisbury here on delmarva had its third warmest year on record so you know it impacted the globe it also impacted delmarva and and just as a, a review here 2020 the second warmest year on record globally and the world's seven warmest years have all occurred since 2014, with 10 of the warmest years ever occurring since 2005. So we've been adding these warmer years, it seems, every single year we're breaking these records. And then the fact that it's also been, we have been dealing with above average temperatures, you know, above the 20th century average since 1977, so that means it's been 44 consecutive years, starting with 1977. So that means that the last time we had we were at average or even below average, we have to go back to 1976 and before. Yeah, I'm looking at a bar graph right now, and that starts in 1880 and ends with 2020, and you can see that ever since 1979, 1980, every bar is red and every year seems to get warmer uh, with tiny mm -hmm. little fluctuations here and there so hopefully this is the last 2020 podcast we have to do <laughs> where we're talking about this crazy record-breaking uh you know seasons but you know 2021 is here we don't see the warming coming to an end but let's hope 2021 is a better year as a whole in terms of extreme weather dangerous weather of course the pandemic 
So hopefully things do improve. But we're, we're tracking it, right? And we'll have more podcasts for any other updates. Is there anything else you want to add about 2020? Uh, no, I think that's about it when it comes to 2020. But, you know, just like you said, you know, we'll, we're going to be here tracking for you. You know, we'll be tracking it for you if there's any updates and, you know, locally, but also, you know, nationally and across the world as well. That's right. Well, we appreciate everyone for tuning in. We'll see you again next Wednesday for another episode of WeatherWise, where we bring everybody what, Ulysses? Weather wisdom. That's right. See you later, everyone. See ya.